there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go! Good evening, everyone. Hope you're well. Guess who's here tonight? Barry Ferguson and myself. We've been looking back for a few days on the big match at the weekend. And with us in the studio tonight, the Celtic legend, Peter Grant. Evening, Peter. Evening, Paul. What next for Celtic? Big game come Sunday. That's the most important one now on the calendar. Celebrated last week. Now you go enjoy the next one now and that's St Mirren and that's the way you've got to look at it. You work one out the way, you move on to the next one and that's what champions do. What was your feeling about Sunday and the game itself and how things are for Celtic? I thought for the first period I thought they had done really well. I thought they played better in other games. There's no doubt of that. I thought Rangers had a period in the match. You know, you were a little bit nervous as a supporter. Um, but I think the right result and it could end up being more comfortable to be perfectly honest with you Alan McGregor's a couple of great saves Celtic a couple of breakaways late in the game but I think the, the rightful winners won it obviously um, but as I said many times before you know they've got such a big squad of players they can choose from and as I say now they're looking to the next one as I say and that's St Mern come the weekend Certainly as Rangers playing uh, Kilmarnock on Saturday Celtic on Sunday Barry we had a great discussion on Monday night looking back on the game obviously you, you were hurting after it you were on live on Sunday uh, but the news today James Sands has left the club the loan period has been cut early Yeah and I don't think it comes as a, a surprise He's, he struggled to get game time when everybody's been fit in terms of the centre-halves and the central midfielders so there was no surprise when I seen that news break that James Sands is away back to the MLS. Um, I thought at times people were a bit harsh on him because he's a central midfielder and he had to go and fill in a position at centre-half and I thought he'd done, he'd done pretty well at times. Um, but he struggled over the last couple of months to get uh, playing time and I think it's best, uh, best for both parties that Obviously, he goes back to his club in, in America and, and Rangers now move forward. And I think this may be the start of Michael Beal um, looking to um, rebuild his squad. And there are reports today that there's uh, interest in Germany for Rangers hero Ryan Jack. Could you see him moving to Germany in the summer or sooner? Well, he's out of contract again. And um, in the summer, I heard Ryan Jack do an interview about a month ago saying that there was no... Um, there was no talks regarding an extension to his contract look I think Ryan Jack's a, a very good player um, I'll be up to Ryan Jack and, and Rangers to sit down and discuss whether it's best for him to stay or, or best for him to go and try something different but I'm not surprised that other clubs will be interested in Ryan Jack Peter for Rangers there's obviously been a lot said about Celtic the Celtic fans are enjoying it but undoubtedly a lot of the narrative is about Rangers what are they going to do now what's your impression then looking because on Monday night well, we'll talk about Ryan Jack except we did uh, we'll also talk about Ryan Kent and is it time for him to go we know where you stand on Morellas you think he should go yep. um, what do you feel about Ryan Jack uh, sorry Ryan Kent Ryan Kent Ryan Kent is one of these guys you know that you keep waiting him to yep. produce you know and maybe it's getting to that stage now that if Rangers get some money from him and they can go people say you need 10 players 11 players 
It's very, very difficult if you want quality. Everybody will say you need 10, you need this, but if you want quality, that's just not going to happen. If you get five players in of top quality and to the group that you've already got, then that, I would take that chance if I was Rangers because, listen, Celtic made a different change on it. When Celtic, there's still a lot of players there that were there at the time that Ange came in. So they all of a sudden, they'd integrate. While they were doing that, they started winning games of football. It didn't start too well. Then they started to integrate other players in. Then they would bring what they needed in and they all were better than what was already there. And that was the most important thing. And it's like Celtic seem to be doing that more and more just now. It's different for Michael Beale because he just came in the door, but listen to all his, the build-up to the game, all he was talking about, he knew it was on his desk come Monday morning, whether they won the Cup or whether they didn't win the Cup. Now it'll be interesting because I said what comes with not winning the Cup is the extra bit of pressure it comes. What's going into the what's the future hold for all these players you're talking about? There is an extra pressure comes now, especially when people are not saying you didn't pick the right team, you didn't you didn't play the boys you already bought, and you said they were better than the ones you already had. So now there's question marks now. Why did he not start with the so-called better players? Now I, I, I can say that because I thought what he added to his squad would make the team better, and he didn't produce. Uh, they put them on in the performances and I thought when Raskin came on I haven't seen much of him mm. but I must admit on his performance what I've seen I thought he did very well in the game I've told you I like Cantwell because mm. I've seen him for a long time sure. you know I know he's a better player than probably what was on the pitch on Saturday and could have caused something different for Celtic 08, 08 17 17 700 what do you think for Morellas and for Ryan Kent what would you do let's go on the lines Sean's on big Rangers fan hi Sean alright people hi Sean Right, Barry's smiling as well. Yep, we're good. How are you? Uh, that's good. I'm all right. Hopefully, um, we'll get back to winning ways at the weekend, and hopefully, win the Scottish Cup. But it's got to be hard. You'll need more than hope, though. It's now time to say what Rangers going to do. Barry, what would you say to Sean? Well, I said on Monday, Rangers need to to stop Celtic from um, a clean sweep this season. It's going to be hard in the league at all. Nine points, 26 goals or whatever it is. Rangers need to retain the Scottish Cup. And I think they'll know that come Monday morning when they're disappointed. We're obviously losing the League Cup on the, on the Sunday. They know now how important it is to get back to winning ways, as, as Sean says, against Kilmarnock at Ibrox on Saturday. And keep winning your league games in the hope that Celtic may slip up. But I think that's very unlikely. But Rangers do, for me, need to to um, focus on making sure they win the quarter-final against Wraith Rovers, getting into the semi-final, and then whoever they, they get drawn against them uh, in the Scottish Cup, they need to make sure they do that and win it and retain it. Sean, how did you feel when you heard the team news and no Raskin? I was, I was despised that. I thought he would have been a starter. So, there was a few things that went wrong. I think the first half, I think Rangers were very poor. Second half moments, I think when we scored, we looked them coming in again and then we just shut down again. So it just was an old day. It's the best team won, but um, it's, it's, it's the gutter. But to be honest, I wasn't expecting, unfortunately, as a Rangers fan, I wasn't actually too confident going into the game. I think I said that to you a couple of days before that on the show. So. You did. You thought one but, goal in it, which you hoped obviously was Rangers, but you weren't yeah. sure. Here's what Michael Beale said about the mentality of the team. Oh, we've got no choice, have we? Uh, at, 
you know, at a club like we are, we've got no choice. We've got 12 league games to go. We've got a Scottish Cup to retain that we're in the quarterfinal of. It's up to them how we want to end this season now. It's in our hands as a, as a group. I'm still making decisions and, and assessing, looking at uh, who to bring in and, and maybe who I think maybe needs to move on. That's natural at this time of the season. So everyone's playing for something and it's important we end the season strongly. Our fans won't let us not do that. And I'll be driving that within the club as well because it's clear that we don't want to have too many days like this. The club's come back from a dark place over the last few years to, to be competing and, and doing well. But we don't like this feeling. Sean, what do you feel about Ryan Kent for next season? I've said it hundreds of times. I would say Ryan Kent the morrow if I could, if I was in charge of Rangers. I think he's too. He's, I actually think Ryan Kent's the best player. I don't know what Barry thinks on that. I actually think he's the best asset Rangers has got, and I think we spent. Uh, I don't know if it was seven and a half or eight and a half million for him. You can't let uh, players like that just walk away from nothing. But that's what's facing you. So a week ago, Barry, you would yeah. have said keep Ryan Kent. No, I, I said a month ago. I yeah. think I thought he would have signed a, a new contract. But looking at now, I, I don't know whether it's maybe best for Ryan and Rangers to to move on. Um, it's just the feeling I, I, I'm getting. Listen, he'll make that decision. But to to let a guy who they've spent seven million quid on, or even more than that, I'm not too sure exactly what the transfer fee was. To let him run it right down and have the opportunity. And maybe I'm no signing a new contract and moving on. It, it, it baffles me why they've allowed that to happen. Because there's no doubt I like Ryan Kent. I think he's a very good player. He's a match winner. He's got that special talent that he can give you a bit, that bit of magic in the final third. Um, but just now I, I'm, I'm unsure whether it's best for Ryan to go or best for Ryan to stay. I think it's very difficult for clubs with that, Sean. I, I think with respect to Ryan, when he's at his best, everybody's raving about him. Is that the time to cash in? And it's difficult because us as supporters watching our, our team we support, we're not wanting to lose that particular player. But that's probably when they're their best value. And not in Scotland, that's always going to be the case because English teams have got so much money, can they give them treble, whatever, you name it. Yeah. I can write a blank cheque to them for their wages. So there's that problem as well. So for me, I think you're going to lose, you end up losing these guys anyway. So when they're at their best, sometimes that is when it's so important in the background that you've got replacements for them. And I think that's what Celtic have managed to do over the last year very, very well. Jack and Marcus, we all, yeah. you know, always probably not 100% fit yet, but he's a replacement. He's similar power. He knows, lets people know he's on the football field. And I was a wee bit concerned if they never had someone like that, you couldn't really change the game. But it shows you the manager's already looking, right, OK, we'll keep Jack Amakis. We'll bring a no-type guy in because we know he can equally do the same. Right, OK, Jack Amakis can go. I don't think Rangers have done that. And I think that's why they've been caught a little bit now that the players are off the value that they thought they were going to get all the money for. There's nothing left for them because they're so close to being out of contract for nothing. Yeah, I, I thought it would have changed. We Obviously, the scenario that happened last season with Golson. Mm -hmm. Him running down yeah. his contract, I thought they would have maybe have took them in in the summer, both of them, Morelos and Kent, and said, "Listen, uh, where's you, where's your mind at? What are you what are you think you're doing? If you're unsure, then they need to get at least something yeah, back in, yeah. in for them. Um, but I, I would be I would be astounded if this ever happens again. Because um, Ryan Kent is a player. I'm sure if you're getting Ryan Kent in a free transfer, <sighs> there'll be yeah. a number of clubs." would take him in a heartbeat well Leo wanted to pay what 12 million two years ago Sean come back in 
Yeah, that's what I think the problem is in Scotland as well, because we, we probably, Rangers and Celtic at a plus uh, is about 20, 30 grand. They might, one player, they might be able to go up to 45, but no more. But he could go down to England and probably get 90 grand and play for an Aston Villa. It's just the way the world, unfortunately, Scottish football is. But, but do you think anyone's going to come in for him now, Sean? I mean, he's a great player and all do you think somebody will come in now and pay that kind of money for you know on the wages? I know he'll be free in the summer. Well, well see, see, because he's because he's a free agent basically. Yeah. Well, yeah. in a sure. Bosman, he can basically ask for much as they want. He could actually get more wages and what he would get if a club actually bought him. Sure. Basically, mm. it's on his shoes now. Yeah, yeah. Paul, yeah. clubs would take Ryan Kent in a free yeah. transfer. Yeah, yep, yeah. and give him a decent salary because there's no doubt. Listen, he has got. Um, he has got really good ability yeah, I'm just disappointed that Rangers are going to lose out on the opportunity they're losing a lot of money because a £7 million fee what three years ago I think it was it's a lot of money it's a lot of money to shell out for a player and yet some people would say look he helped Rangers to win that title yeah he, he did there's no doubt I mean see when Rangers have been through some difficult periods where they've lost games and they've not been playing well one thing I will say about Ryan Kent is he works really hard for the team that's one thing about Ryan Kent. When he's not playing as well as you would want him and he's not producing assists or goals, one thing about the, the boy is he, he works hard. And Borussia Dortmund, for example. you know That, was, you, that was the best yeah. I'd seen him. Yeah. Both in and out of possession. If, that, if he gets to the levels of performance, I don't think they had any argument about the amount of clubs that would be interested in him because he was fantastic that night. But all too infrequently, that's that I've found with him. And it's been difficult because the team's not been playing particularly well for a period of time and his type of player needs to be fed you know they need to be given the ball all the time they need to be in possession all the time if you don't you end up with him at left back <laughs> you know and you don't want that for him Who's your new striker Sean? I take it for next year or, or how do you feel about Morelos? Well I think Morelos will be a gone so if he signs he signs but I would go for Shankly if I, if I was in if I was a Rangers manager I'd sign him in um, the summer has got to say January there the summer Lauren Shankland, who'll be sitting in your seat tomorrow night, Barry. So we'll, oh, ask, well him can ask him the question. <laughs> Sean wants Lauren Shankland. Um, how many goals is it? 20, 21 goals so far this season. So if he can score 21 goals at um, Hearts, what's he got to do at Rangers? James, I think we'll play that some tomorrow night. <laughs> this time, uh, Peter under no, a bit of pressure. Yeah, uh-huh, indeed, no, but they need an out-and-out striker, don't they? They do, and I think Lawrence has grown in over the years. I think it went away to Belgium. It done him well. Yeah. Uh, no matter what people say, he wasn't successful. I don't agree with that. You know, at United and at Hearts, he's done very well with the goals he scored. And if you create chances for him, he's a finisher. That nobody's ever argued with that. Um, and Rangers have always had that type of striker. You know, obviously that. But yet again, you need service. You know, and a lot of people play with that one striker now, and it's a slightly different role you have. And at Rangers Football Club, you're expected to score goals week in, week out as a striker. That's what you're, you're judged on, unfortunately. Barry, the recruitment. Yeah. Okay, on Sean. He played. He played for Hearts, and he's. Uh, I think he's the only Hearts player outside um, Rangers to score a hat trick in Celtic. <laughs> that's, how, that's how I'm sold now then isn't it <laughs> that keeps Sean happy <laughs> recruitment department's going to be some period for them now isn't it well it's going to be busy now I, I would imagine it would have been busy even before um, obviously January you, you've brought Raskin and Cantwell in but listen you're, you should always be looking ahead and seeing where you want to improve and strengthen so I, I think this is a, a vital period for Rangers over the next three or four months is it easier to say what players you would keep 
Well, yeah, you know, for Rangers. Okay, who do you keep? You know, Barry, so, Barry so if you're keeping a goalkeeper, that's what I'm saying. If you're right, keeping a sure. goalkeeper, because right. I'm talking about a goalkeeper, because there's big money that's got to go into a goalkeeper. Yeah. Would you re-sign Alan McGregor then? Maybe say, look, he played well at the weekend. Look he played well at the weekend. Yeah. You would need to be speaking to Alan because last summer the British looked as if the door was closed on him, and then yeah. all of a sudden he came back, and you were wondering how many games he was going to play. That mm. was the way Gio looked at it. That's fine. But he is getting older each year, but Craig Gordon's proved how good a yeah. goalkeeper you are at that age. And I understand with goalkeepers, but you will definitely have to replace Alan yeah. if you're not going to trust John. You know, there's something got to change there. So then you'll say to Arnie, you'll keep him, your back, your back line. So you're saying three out the back four, is you add John Suter to that. But then you're going to say, well, where's your strikers? If Ryan Kent goes, is Hadji going to be fit enough? I see Todd Cantwell playing on the left-hand side, coming in right. on his right foot. That's where right. I could see him playing there as a, or as a number 10. If you keep Tillman, do you play him as your number 10? So I think, as a range of support, sorry, say I'd sign this, I'd sign that, I'd get rid of that, I'd get rid of that. No. Who would you keep? Mm -hmm. Because then you can start to move off of that pedestal sure. as and sort of thing and say, well, this is the sort of groups we need to fill in. Great question. Barry, who would you keep? Um... Yeah, it's a good question. You would need to give me five or ten sure. minutes. But <laughs> in terms of Alan yeah, McGregor, sure. can I just say that people get um, fascinated with the, the age thing and all that. I've watched Alan McGregor and I go back to the game on Sunday. To me, he looks fit. Yep. He looks yeah. nimble. He looks sharp. And I think you, you should be sitting him down and saying, listen, what, what's your thoughts? Because obviously Alan will make the decision because he's, yeah. he's experienced and he's aged. But for me, He's still a top-class goalkeeper. And and goalkeepers are like number nines, but, and we've spoken about this, yeah. they're so hard to find. But I think the recruitment side of the Rangers, it's in the forward areas they really need to strengthen. Sean, final thought before you go. Well, hopefully we get a one in the weekend. And I want to ask Barry before I go, Barry. After yeah. I figure on my heat, how much do you think Rangers will need to spend in the summer to um, put a heavy challenge in uh, for the title for the season because I don't care embassies this title's over now. Yeah, I'm wanting it for each now. How long is a piece of string? I, I honestly I have no idea what, what type of budget he's going to have. He will need to have a bit of money to go and spend there's, there, there's no doubt about it and again you can't like they've done the previous year when you've sold a Rebo and Bassi where the money's mm -hmm. come in there's no really MD now in the squad that you could go and, and punt for for big money so there's there's some big decisions Sean needed and, yep. and in terms of the, the budget honestly I, I, I don't know mm -hmm. I'd be lying if I says it's 5 million or, or 10 million I yep. honestly don't know who has our most saleable asset well we might find out we'll, we'll talk about it after the break we're going to go but you're right I mean last year you would have said obviously Aribo uh, Bassey Patterson before that but this season and you, you would have said, said Ryan Kent, Kent. But Ryan Kent is exactly. out sure. of contract we did that in sync. Sean, some very good questions there. Can you come back again another night? <laughs> Five to seven. Hi, right, Sean. Cheers, Cheers Sean. Sean. Thanks a lot. Bye. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kenneth Head Road, Darnley. Let's go. Again, it's, it's, it's not about me personally how I feel like I said that's the expectations when, at this, when you're at this football club that I'm doing interviews with Gordon Strachan man. you know how hard it is following guys like that and Martin and Brendan and Neil Lennon and this club is steep in success so when you take the job you know that's your responsibility but it doesn't diminish you know the achievement I don't think I think we still you know celebrate the fact we don't take it for granted that you just roll up in a Celtic shirt and it's given to you you got to earn it and we earned it you know and I think that's the greatest thing for me is that um, you know everything we've got in the last sort of 18 months since I've been here a bit longer now is we've earned through hard work and a real belief so again you know I take great pride in that. 
Ange Postacoglu speaking after Celtic's 2-1 win on Sunday in the League Cup final the Viaplay Cup final let's go back on the lines Barry Ferguson Peter Grant Paul Cooney and we're going to uh, Derry Northern Ireland Colin is on the line a Celtic fan good evening Colin hello it's not that far away <laughs> Colin but can we no uh, what did you think about what Ange was saying there just a moment or two ago about um, you know it's not a given that you win playing for that jersey I think it's Celtic football club Paul no matter since the day and hour it's been born that's the expectation that's always been on it and as I said to you you talk about success and people are talking about the treble the most important one's the next one mm-hmm. and that becomes St Mirren at the weekend and as you say everything you win there and that's why people say is he a hero or whatever every manager is successful there even the ones that's not been successful but they've had an opportunity to manage Celtic is a great success for them because of what an opportunity to manage that football club and I think Ange knows that he realises that I think he understands what the supporters expect that they're turning up week in week out and they're loving what they're seeing and he knows that he's bought into everything that they've done Sounds as though we're over the Irish Sea we can hear now Colin you're there good evening Hi how are you? Hi Colin How are you doing? Hi how are you? Yeah, all hi. good all good Good man good. I think I think the thing is that it's crystal clear that the Rangers team peaked a season ago and the Celtic team is playing there now are more hungrier every player's fighting playing for each other playing for their places playing for their jerseys playing for the manager from the kit man to the to the manager they're all hungry for success just the the Rangers team's just stay there not even any sellable assets there anymore in all fairness well sellable assets I think not many people disagree but the hunger they'd gone 14 games undefeated yeah, I, th- I think that listen, the hunger's still there. The bottom line is they get beat by a better team on Sunday. Mm. Uh, that's it. And I think Michael Beale knows there's there's a fair bit of work to be done now to the squad. There, there's nine stroke ten players out of contract. I could see one stroke two of them maybe staying, the rest going, and then that opens up for for new players to come in. I, I seen something for 2019 that I think seven or eight players. Yeah played in that game and only won in Celtic and that was Callum McGregor so there's been a big turnaround and I think there's going to be something similar needing to happen with Rangers Yeah, 9-2 in the squad itself Peter what do you think of what Colin is saying there we'll go back to that I understand what Colin's saying and and I've been through it Mm -hmm. Paul because we went through six years of not winning a trophy and everybody thought everything was wrong everything was wrong inside the building the tea ladies the kit mm-hmm. women that were fantastic people mm-hmm. fantastic and that's why what broke your heart wasn't winning for them you know that's what you wanted to do there's a lot of animosity between the board and that at that particular time with the supporters so we understand all that and it looks as if everything's broken sometimes it's not that you know unfortunately everything at a football club's judged with what you do on a pitch on a Saturday unfortunately people don't look elsewhere especially as supporters we just look at the game on a Saturday if we win on a Saturday everything's hunky dory and you get away with that sometimes. Celtic have got that. They've got. They've kept their humility during their success. I think that's been important for them during this period. I think they've not got carried away because we've had the dark days, you know. And sometimes you never know what's round the corner. That's why you've got to celebrate them in the correct way, you know. But you've got to work hard mm-hmm. for them all the time. But it doesn't mean necessarily that everything's broken, you know. And I think there's a hell of a lot of good people. I'm sure by working at Rangers Football Club, desperate for the club to do well, yeah. as they were at Celtic. And it was just on the pitch. Celtic, are, for me, streets ahead. 
and I don't care. I, I just like that. That's where they are. I, I look at their bench. I've said it for the start of the season. So, as I said, the most competitive place in the Celtic training is in the training facility because that's the games are the hardest because these boys, as you say, have got that hunger and that desire to train every day, to beat each other, to try and get in the team. Rangers don't have that quality. Colin? I 100% definitely agree with what even what Barry came back and said. But, you know, the hunger's there in the Celtic team. I don't think the same. I'm not, I know Rangers have went 14 games unbeaten, but I just don't... We're streaks ahead of them, and that's not being cocky saying that, or, it's just, or being overconfident. Because see, before the ball was kicked at the weekend, I was as nervous as anybody else. Mm-hmm. But before I go here, I just want to say I was unharmed on the day in 1995 that we lifted the cup, and I remember I was behind the goal where Big Pierre scored, and I remember opening the news the papers on the Sunday and on the Monday, and the tears going down Peter Grant's face. <laughs> you can see it. Absolutely, that was the relief calling. That was relief calling. Jubilation! Oh, hundred percent. I came the whole way across the Ireland from nine, from the late eighties, and I'm still coming. Oh, you know fantastic! What? And, and here, I've I've seen I've seen Celtic stop Rangers nine in a row, and it broke my heart when they stopped us going for the ten. But you know what? That's what records are all about: Absolutely. making them and breaking them. And you know what? It is what it is. Our friends, Rangers fans, and you know what? Sure. See you after the game. We're going to have a pint. We enjoy it. We love it. That's what's about football. Mm. Absolutely, cool. And we love that, Barry. You're nodding at that as well. It is amazing. Colin, yeah, listen, isn't you it? support your yeah, team. You're course. desperate for your team to yeah. win. Um, during that 90, 94, 95 yeah. minutes but after it as I always say is whether it was whoever I played against and I've given me so well we came into the radio programme with shin pads <laughs> <on>. exactly <laughs> I, I, that's what I it's remember, all about yeah. I remember that night after the cup final I'll tell you where we ended up to Hamilton Palace oh. Oh. Hamilton, right, you better say no more then <laughs> half of the Celtic team run there but I know Barry didn't live too far away oh, yeah. we, had, we had friends that lived in that's Hamilton right. and we were staying yeah. with them and, but, um, yeah, and the owner James listens to the program every single night. I was I was just too young again. Of course you were. Yeah. Oh yeah. And the family had season tickets there. Uh, Colin, before you go, so what's the success for you then? And is it Europe? You know what? I'll be. I hold my hand hard, and I'll be honest. The the bigger teams in Europe are just going to push us away. Look, look, Rangers proved it. Season before last, whether the or last season yeah. went to the Europa League final, we done it in two thousand and three. Like there's there's the guts of nineteen years apart, mm-hmm. but all them years to try and do something. Our footprint in Europe, all we can do is hope that we can get out there. We're never going to see the same as the Lisbon Lions again, where eleven players from a or thirteen players from the same yeah. district is going to get to a final. Look at the millions upon millions upon millions of pounds that Liverpool have spent in the years, couldn't land a premiership, but they've done all right in Europe, and then, but they're still, you know, we we never get that money. And then you get all, the people from over home, uh, English premiership supporters, yeah. teams, turn around and say, Sky's football, Mickey Mouse League, blah, blah, blah. Ah, it's Mickey Mouse League, but so we put 60,000 in one stadium one week, mm-hmm. and 52 in our stadium the next week. Mm-hmm. The grounds are down in England. Mm-hmm. Can't even get 20,000 or something like that. I agree. I agree. Cool. Yeah, well, Peter, you, you always say that the biggest two clubs, Celtic Rangers, Man United, in terms of the passion and the expectation. Absolutely. And Colin spoke about it earlier on. The Rangers fans will be 
despondent, so despondent just now the way things are, the way Celtic were in the six years that oh. uh, we didn't win anything. So I understand that 100%, but you don't see that passion down south. I've, I've said that, apart from Manchester, and you see winning the League Cup, years ago Manchester United probably wouldn't have bothered, apart from Sir Alex Ferguson's first time winning it, they probably wouldn't have bothered about the League Cup, they used to put the kids in that and still probably have a good run in it. But on Saturday they celebrated as if it was a oh, European final. Absolutely. You know, and quite rightly so, which you should do. And that's why I say yeah. every competition, when you're a big club, you have to try and win it because that's what you're judged on. Every game, every competition. And that's why Manchester United won it. That's why Celtic and Sunday were, for, I don't mean fortunate enough to yeah. win it, deservedly won it. But there's two big clubs who need to win trophies all the time. That is the expectation. That's what you have for the supporters. That's the passion you have for the supporters. And that is, as I say, their expectation always. I, I, yep. I, I, I'm a lorry driver and I come up down the port every day, twenty two times a day. And I've been lucky enough to get to the midweek games because I've, I've worked up, stay up in Glasgow mm-hmm. and then I'm maybe the weekend I could be staying overnight or whatever, get the weekend games. I'm season ticket older. Now you go down to that port any Saturday or Sunday when Celtics at home or Rangers home, yep. there's twenty five up to almost twenty five bus loads mm-hmm. of fans coming up the seventy seven from Ireland. Yeah, phenomenal. You could you wouldn't get that Going to the Premiership? No, absolutely not. You wouldn't even get. You wouldn't even get two. That's but you get that for Celtic and Rangers. Mm. But it's a Mickey Mouse league. Ah, that, that's fair enough, Mickey Mouse league. But you know what? We can still boast. Well, I don't mean this. Take the uh, close your ears a minute, boy. We can still boast. <laughs> we were the first British team to lift the European Cup. No English team. That's the one thing that they can get over. They can't get over a Scottish team done that. <laughs> no, no, and, they'll never no, it. and it's fine. Two, two minutes, I'm just turning it up again. I turned it down. You know, what they say? <laughs> <laughs> He's telling you about 1967, Barry, the 25th of May. Oh, I can't remember. <laughs> but, but it is, it's phenomenal. The, the people will always remember, but I always used to say to them, you know, it doesn't matter. You put them in the Premier League after five years and give them the same finances. Let me tell you, they wouldn't be saying the same things then, Colin. If you give them the same, 100%. if you give them the same 100%. finances, then we would see. Do you think it'll ever happen? Then do you think it'll be dictated by television? TV eventually, we'll see exactly. Nah. Television, yeah. Tele- television is no. all the one that will dictate. Yeah. If television, television will dictate it. Yeah, absolutely. If they pull out the money, if they pull out the money. And I'm being fair, and at the same time, I'll be fair. That's the way that the other ten prem- the SPL clubs in the Premiership and the lower divisions feel when they come up against Celtic and Rangers. And yes. that, that, that's bad. That's called speed speed. If we're going to turn around and say. This is what the Premier League's think about us, or we also in England. This is what the other clubs in Scotland think about Celtic Rangers. Look, I, as I say, over in Ireland, we've talked. About, we were talking about this one the other night. The Irish league teams have done better in Europe than Scottish teams have. Yeah. Mm. You take it, Celtic and Rangers out of the, the oh, Scottish sure. Scottish Premiership. You take them out, and that league. And I don't mean this disrespectfully. I don't. I, that the the Scottish Premiership will be no better than the Irish League, the Welsh League, or the League of Ireland. It's just, it is the part of the world that we're in. Yep. And you know what? If Sky want to come and put billions on the Scotland, we'd have a better league than what they have in the Premiership. Barry, that's a great point about yeah, the other Scottish seen clubs. Te- in terms of Europe, if both Rangers are Celtic in the Champions League, I think it's an unbelievable achievement of the finish second, but I can't see it because it comes down to budgets and finance. See third place, yeah. getting into Europa League, that's, I think, Rangers and Celtic's level. And I'm I'm yeah. I'm not saying that to be uh, looking down yeah. on my, my former club or Celtic. It just comes down to the, the budgets at some of these clubs that they come up against it's in the true. Champions League. Absolutely. Well, you seen true. it. They seen it last year. Celtic done exceptionally well. <laughs> Still finished bottom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> you know, we raved about the performance. And I loved yeah. watching them last year. Home and away, they had a right go at trying to win. 
And I think that's so important. That was the big plus for me. They tried to win the games, whether they were at home, whether they're away. And I think tactically, you can try everything else. But if you're spending on one player, what you're maybe making a year. Okay, but how can, how can down, I actually do it? Is that not because they can a spend? They can go and spend thirty and forty million pound on a player. Paul. I don't realise how many players they've spent. Paul. Yeah, mm-hmm. their, their budgets a hundred million pound in terms of transfer fees oh. a, a season. So uh, the only reason Rangers or Celtic could finish second in a, a, the group stage would be the luck of the draw. But a, that, listen, I don't think that that will happen. But well, we said it last year, Baz. We were sitting here. Remember the, before the draw came out, we went. Who would you prefer? And we looked mm. at all the names that was in my yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> None of them. Yeah, I know you're saying like Ajax. Who sure. do you think? Ajax are nowhere near the size of club Rangers or Celtic are, but they can go and spend 30, 40 million euros on a player. But partly because they produce them. The academies are better. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they are. It's a system where they're not that much bigger. The league they're going to spend are. massive money on young players as okay. well. Like they went yeah. to sign Calvin Bassey, 21 yeah. years of age, for 25 million quid. They spend massive money on young players. People don't realise mm. how much money they spend on young players and then sell them on again very quickly. Yep. You know, they do that constantly. Colin, thanks very much for calling. Colin, all the no best. Bar, all the best, all Colin. Right, Cheers, Barry. Cheers. Cheers, thank you. And Barry, when the headphones were down there, I know they weren't. He was saying that about your 25, <laughs> well, 25 buses going to Ibrox every other week. 25 yeah, the, to the support that brilliant. comes across the water is unbelievable. No. I mean, I know a few people over there. And the money that these guys must spend mm-hmm. to come and support their clubs is unbelievable. Midweek as well, by the yep. way. I know. Yep. People forget midweek games, European and come, ties. Say Rangers or Celtic are playing up at Ross County, they'll still come across. How do they travel? Get there? Yeah, yeah. Un- unbelievable uh, support. But you don't see it down, Paul, and that's why I say it. Yeah, but down in England, we're fortunate enough we've been down there. Mm-hmm. I've been down there, for, as I say, keep saying 26 25 years. Or 26, 26 sorry. years. Any chance uh, of going back soon? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe after the night. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Yeah. And you see it. So I'm not saying it blind or just we hearsay. It's fact. You go to an away game to watch a team playing, and they've got a handful of supporters stuck up my corner. You know what I mean? So, we yeah. things like that, and I understand that. The passion between the two clubs here in Glasgow, we should be very proud of it. We should be very proud if they get into Europe and do very well in Europe. And that's why we were delighted last year that both of them had that opportunity in the, the Champions League. I know it wasn't a great one for Rangers, but it was fantastic nights we had in the respect of that, who was turned up to play in Glasgow. That was so, so important. And you've got to try and do that consistently. And if we can do that consistently, remember the game, maybe get stronger. Mm-hmm. I, people talk about the rest of the teams are weaker the rest of the teams are weaker because Celtic Rangers have got all the best players not in their first 22 below that again mm-hmm. so they're not playing league football whereas we spoke about years ago it's another conversation we keep going on about I look at a youth game you've got 8 players for both sides sitting on the bench yeah. so there's 16 kids no playing on a mm-hmm. Saturday morning so there's part of the reason whereas years ago they'd have went to Hibs, Aberdeen Hearts, whatever this Alex Ferguson's got Sir Alex yeah. Ferguson's team was made up of mostly Glaswegians yep yeah. You know, that's fact because if they weren't going to get scouted with Celtic or Rangers, Aberdeen was your next port of call. And one of them you were with a few weeks ago in Dubai, Brian McClare. What is it with that where you're sitting just now, Peter? Because last night at this time it was John Hartson and the big man's away to Dubai today as well. The luck of the draw, you sit here. Yeah, on oh, St David's Day today. We should yeah, have wished them all the best, of course. St David's Day today, yes. For all our Welsh listener, uh, <laughs> John. The listener's big John. But he didn't sing, Barry, last night. That was the good news. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Oh, wait, wait. Them sing. 17, 17, 700. Call Barry and uh, Peter Grant. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors, brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go! 
Thanks, Chris, for the traffic and travel. Some good calls so far. Sean there and Colin. 0808 17 17 700. Looking uh, back on the game at the weekend and what it means for Rangers and what it means for Celtic and ambitions for oh, a treble. There'll be no talk of that with Ange Postacoglu. But Peter, inevitably, Celtic fans will now be thinking about June the 3rd, trying to get to that cup final and maybe playing Rangers. Of course, but that's the way it is every year. I keep yeah. saying, Paul, you know yeah. that you've got to try and be in every final. You've got to try and win the championship. There's, that's the expectation, you know. So they've won the first one, put it to bed. And as the manager said, and the players have said, to be perfectly honest with you, they know it's about enjoy that moment. You don't enjoy that often because you usually have a midweek game. Unfortunately enough, they've got a wee break this week and then they play Sunday. So they've had that wee bit of enjoyment. But when you taste success, Barry will tell you, you just want more and more. That's the way it is. You get hungrier and hungrier, you know, and that's that's the way football is and that's the way it's got to be when you play for Celtic. And I'm sure it's the exact same when you've got to play for Rangers. Just looking at some of the headlines today, uh, the Israeli boss, Alan Hazan, has suggested that Leila Bada, the Celtic winger, may not be an automatic first choice at Celtic because he hasn't signed a new deal with the hoops I'm not sure where that one is coming crazy, from I don't know what he's a he must have one, decent players then indeed yeah if Abada um, can get into the, the squad I think the reason why he's not playing at Celtic is because the, the front three at this moment in time are producing the goods um, but listen Abada's don't don't forget he's only 21 he's still young um, but I think that's a bit of a crazy comment putting a, a young man under under a bit of pressure when you don't need to he's a big part of the Celtic threat isn't it? because he's a part of that squad you know you look we debated for ages would he start or would uh, Maida start well there was a couple of places in the team that was it the Matarelli or Moy and Abada or, was, uh, or Mieda that was only yeah. two places mm-hmm. really it was up for grabs you thought um, but as I say Abada but what I'm yeah again I'm saying if that was the case um, you're looking at it thinking they'll already be looking to replace him say okay you're not going to resign we'll have someone else for your position by the time you go, we'll move you on if you're looking for that X, Y, and Z amount of money that we can't afford. You've done very well. We've put you on the stage. You've done very well for us. But if you don't want to be here, we'll bring somebody else in and move you on. And I think that's what Celtic have done very, very well. Going back to Jack and Marcus, because we're a bit concerned about that. Yeah. And I think they've done that with the boy O, who looks very similar, powerful, 21 years of age. And I think there's a lot of growing in him still to come. We're going to be talking about who will stay at Rangers and Barry's having a look at it just now as well. We'll see what Peter thinks. Here's a bit more from Ange Postacoglu after the weekend. And he was speaking about Cameron Carter-Vickers and Carl Starfelt. Yeah, I thought Carl and Cam were... But they have been for a very long time with us. I mean, they've got a really difficult role. People don't understand that, you know, they see us dominating games and they think that they've got an easy job. They've sometimes got the hardest job because often we'll leave them defending one-on-one. You see, most other teams, defenders have the luxury of having, you know, cover or an extra player. They, you know, they've got to, they've got to defend one-on-one every week against opponents. And, um, you know, we knew today there'd be moments in the game where they'd have to defend strongly and I thought, yeah, they're both real defenders. You know, they love the art of defending. They're not just about what we do when we have the ball. They... You know, they don't shirk the physical side of it. They're, they're brave. Um, and I thought Ali Johnson was great as well defensively today. And, and even Greg, you know, the amount of headers he wins for guys his size. But it's it's the fact that, the, as I said, the, the lads won't sort of just settle for a team that, that kind of plays one way, you know. that They'll do what needs to be done to, to win a game of football. Barry, what do you think about the Celtic defence, especially those two, Starfelt, who isn't as mentioned as much. He doesn't get the same praise as Cameron Carter-Vickers. Yeah, because he's not as good as yeah. Carter-Vickers. <laughs> he's he's the, the, the top man. He's the one, he's a glue of the, the defence. Uh, again, he's turned into he'd be an unbelievable signing for, for Celtic. Um, 
He did okay initially, but he's he's grew into mm. be a, a real leader, and he made an unbelievable tackle in the first half mm. when Tavernier's fired that across. I think it was Sakala. No, was it? Was it? it I can't Sakala remember. Sakala was running in. It yeah, was. Yeah. It was Sakala yep. coming in. He's made a brilliant block. Mm. Um, but he's a man mounting at the back for Celtic. No doubt about it. And Starfelt, what do you think of him? Yeah, he's he's done well, but I think he looks good because of Carter Vickers right. is beside him. Mm. Peter? I thought he was excellent at Starfelt mm. on the weekend. I thought in one moment in the game he made an error and then about 20 seconds later he made another error and it was just after Rangers had scored and you think there are the wee moments he has in the game but up until then I thought he defended very, very well. Now I've always said that but mind you, just listen to the manager that I've always thought that that it's a very difficult job concentration-wise because you're playing with two at the back really and you see the spaces are all down the side because the full-back's playing inside the pitch. And to have that concentration level, and I think that's why Joe Hart, you see the distance he has with him, so important. But they're both physically good competitors. You know, the ball comes in the box, I've been in the right areas. I'm still a wee bit at set plays at times because I said last week, where Celtic maybe an opportunity Rangers be looking for would be a set play. And sure as fate, that's what they score off, you know. And that, that, that's a wee bit concerned because I don't think they're as dominant as they should be, you know, for the side. No, they're not the biggest character because yep. it's not, but physically mm -hmm. he looks big. But height-wise, they don't have a lot of markers, yeah. if you understand what I'm yeah. trying to say. You can see Goldson towering yeah. over him. And you can see that, if you look at the rest of the group, they're not the biggest. So you can't jump seven foot, you know, if you're five foot eight. But as the manager spoke about Greg Taylor and that, always competing. You know, Alistair Johnson come in, gives him a little bit more height. So things like that. But... I like Starfelt. I think, as I say, it's, he's got better. I think it was a bit shaky for him. And he's playing on the opposite side. And as I say, to having that balance, having a natural left foot, what I think he's done more and done quicker now, instead of going across the pitch where he's passing early, he goes forward with it. Gets it passed into the middle of the pitch quickly. And I think that's helped him and the team more often. And he's a very good defender, one-on-one. -on -one. Peter, do you think Celtic will strengthen yes. in the summertime? And where? I think they'll be looking again, Paul. You know, they'll look at boys and... Because people keep talking about, like, say, Turnbull, who I think yeah. does very well as a goal threat. Some some of these guys maybe think, maybe a time to move on, as we are talking about Rangers. Yeah. When's the time to move? Do we cash in? Do we see him playing as a starter? Or do we bring someone else in? You know, you don't know. That's the way things... That's sometimes the way football works. You know, it's if, unsuspecting. Sure. But there's values to all these boys that Celtic could sell. Mm -hmm. You know, if they wanted to sell them. That's the difference. If people are interested in boys at Celtic, they'll all cost a few shillings. Mm -hmm. You know, so anybody in that team, people would be interested in anyone in that squad of players. And I think that's the difference that Celtic have compared to Rangers, where we're talking, scratching their head, thinking, well, who's the value in the Rangers squad? And maybe, maybe that sums up where both clubs are at this moment in time. But Celtic, for sure, because that's why when people are saying, oh, Rangers are going to do this, going to do that. And I keep saying, well, when you're successful, that's when you strike again. That's when you go and make your group stronger. But yet again, they have to be better than the boys you already have because then again, people stand up and say, they've just won the league mm. and hopefully won the treble by this time. But as I say, they've just won the treble and all of a sudden, they're going again and bringing him in and spending that amount of money on him. And that sets a marker to everyone else. David Turnbull for Scotland as well. He's such a good player, Barry. Um, could you see him going somewhere else? And what level yeah, do you I, think? I, th I think he's getting to a stage where he, he'll want to play yeah. regular football. I, I think he's... A fantastic young player, but I think what is he 22 23 now? Um, he's, he's struggling to get a game every he, he's wanting to play every single week, so that may be one that he's looking in the summer and thinking, If I want to kick my career on and become a regular, maybe with the, with the national team, 
um, he might look to to go somewhere um, different. But I'm a big believer in in the successful teams. I always played in. We always strengthened. Always in the summer at the end of the season, if you won a treble or a double, and then come the the January window, there was always one or two coming through the door. Because as a player, you would sit up and think, right, you know what? We're no standing still here. So I I, I think we're talking about Rangers are going to have to bring in a number of players. I still think Postacoglu will bring in another two or three players. You know your age is 23. I think we're going to Jim in East Kilbride in a moment or two, um, talking about Celtic and signings. And Barry for David Turnbull, yeah. how high do you think he could go? And if he goes to England, would he be in the... Yeah, I think he in, could play in, in the, the Premier, Premier League. League. Yeah, yeah there's, there's no doubt he's... he's Technically, he's, he's excellent mm-hmm. and he's a goal-scoring midfielder. Well, that's exactly yeah. And this is where you need to pay millions for players like that. So... He, he's probably sitting back in, in the next couple of months I would imagine he's thinking to himself right what do I really want to do am I going to force my way into this Celtic team and if he's not I think he's the type of guy who would want to go and play I think the fact he's Paul is with injuries as well and if you come back from injuries what you want to do is get a run a game somewhere yeah. you know and I think it's been unfortunate for him that the team's been doing so well but any time he's come on he's scored a goal he's a goal threat and as Barry says that's worth his weight in gold having a goal scoring midfield player but I'm hoping he stays with Celtic, that's what I'm saying, but I look through the squad, they're all saleable assets. Anybody comes in for any of these Celtic players, no matter who it is, they'll still need to pay money for them. I'm not sure that's the same across the road. Listen, the fans love their teams, but their companies as well. And can you imagine going into the board meeting at Rangers or Celtic, the difference at the moment, because it's about assets as well. You know, what's the balance sheet looking like? And Michael Beale's just in the door. And for Rangers because Ryan Kent should have been an asset Mike, uh, Michael Beale will be thinking about the balance sheet no, I know mm-hmm. he'll be thinking about how many um, pennies he's getting to go in and strengthen the, the Rangers yep. squad now, that's, I think that's but, managers will not be interested in that he'll be sitting sitting with I'm sure before he took the job he would have got an idea what he was going to get come January and what he was going to get come the summer so who do you want to see Barry because of uh, to stay at Rangers of the players who are out of contract or whatever. So I know we said Alan McGregor, I think we agree. Yeah, Alan, I mean, there's, what what did I write down on in, in Wednesday? So, what, there's nine or, or ten yeah. players. I think Alan McGregor, for me, is a no-brainer. I think then that yeah. takes away the worry of trying to get a, 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 a top-class sure. goalkeeper. Malik yeah. Tillman, you'd sign him? Yeah, because yeah. I, I think if Rangers want to be that type of club who mm-hmm. go and sign and then make a profit on a player, he's only 20. I don't know what the transfer fee, four or five million euros. For me, I've seen enough. If he keeps continuing his development, I think in another season or 18 months, he could be double or treble in that, that transfer fee. And there's so many players that we haven't seen. I mean, Came our roof, for example. You, you did feel for him, didn't you? Sitting in the stand, yeah, I, I do. I, I feel for him. Um, firstly, I think he's an excellent player, but his injury, his injury record is over the last couple of seasons is, I think, a handful of games, maybe at most. And you see when he when he comes back there for that short period of time, he scores a couple of goals. His movement, he's very intelligent, but. You need a player of that quality fit nine times out of ten. It's a lot easier, Paul, being in the Celtics position while you're trying to bring players in. Michael Beale's trying to win games of football, Mm -hmm. win trophies, get closer to Celtic in the league, all these things. Everybody's telling him, you need to get rid of this one, you need to get rid of that one, you need to bring this one in, we need that, we need ten players. And it's very, very difficult. 
We spoke about it earlier on with Colin financially, mm-hmm. you know, talking about players, you know, how much it's going to cost. And Barry will tell you the finances down in England for the so-called teams in the Championship, never mind up here, would blow you away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a problem you have. But he knows that squad so well. Yeah, yeah, that's why I'm saying, I don't know if there'll be as many changes as you think. Okay. But what you've got to try and do is, is the four or five you bring in, they're going straight into that 11. They're not bringing in to say, oh, we'll break them in. What Celtic have been able to afford to do when they've yeah. been successful, you can bring players in, put them on the bench and nobody will even question the manager. Michael Bale get questioned after the game on Saturday about two players coming on as substitutes. You know what I mean? That's the way it is there when you're not winning. Yeah. Everything gets questioned and everything's under the spotlight. Every move you make, who we signed, who we no signed, the pressure becomes on all the time. For day to day, who have not signed another player, that extra pressure comes. Then you end up signing players you can't get. Then some players you think you've got and you can't get them for the last minute because somebody else comes in and offers them more money. That's all the things you have to deal with. We all know who we would love. It's then, is it a possibility to get them? I think you get asked that question because he made a comment about a couple of months ago that he, was, he wasn't bringing fillers in. Yeah. He was bringing starters in and obviously he never played Raskin and, and Cantmel. Who Raskin was the biggest surprise to me, but obviously... He didn't think they had enough game time in their legs, but I mean, in terms of Raskin, he'd played two ninety minutes in the space of a couple of weeks, so I thought he was fresh and ready to go. But I do think the guys who he's going to go and target are guys who have got to be coming in and playing in the, the starting eleven. Rangers fans, what are you thinking? But you can't waste money, Paul. No, of course, nobody can. can. Yeah, you, you can. You can't just spend money for the sake of it and say, yeah. right, I'm bringing in this player. Um, and I'm not going to play him. I think the money that Rangers spend has to be has to be spent wisely, and it has to be a starter. Do you agree with Peter that there might not be as many changes? I think as... there will be a number. I think there'll be okay. a few surprises. You're going to tell us who you think? No, I, I just yeah. think with a number of players that are out of contract, yeah. where you would maybe think keep the experienced ones. That um, obviously I think Al McGregor. Yeah. Take him to the side. You've got Arfield Davis and Jack. Three players who, um, Jack's not as old, I think Jack's 31, 31. 30, 32, Arfield 34, 35, Stephen Davis, Nick's birthday's 38. Yeah. I think you might look and think to yourself, well, between they three, there's a fair amount of salary um, between them. So I, I think there may be a few surprises. All right. A few surprises coming in the next hour after the news. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go! There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. Paul Cooney with Barry Ferguson and Peter Grant. The news just after six is that Dundee United definitely are considering Jim Goodwin as the manager of the football club, maybe till the end of the season, um, after Craig Levine ruled himself out of the running for the job. Jim Goodwin, as you know, 41 years old, sacked by Aberdeen just over a month ago following the 6-0 defeat by Hebs and then days after that defeat 
to Darvo. So Barry, uh, Jim Goodwin, new firm going, looks like, from Aberdeen to Dundee United. Yeah, that, listen, he had a tough end to his, his managerial stint at, at Aberdeen, but I still think Jim, Jim Goodwin's a very good young manager and it's crazy. I mean, if he takes the job, who did he play on Saturday? Aberdeen. That's it. The new firm, Derby. Peter? Yeah. So I hope yeah. he gets the opportunity because yeah. um, I, I just didn't like the way it ended for him. I don't know if he's remembered back to the 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 game at Easter Road yeah, and he's yeah, walking sure. across the pitch. I, I just... It just didn't sit right with me. So, listen, it's great that he's hopefully got another opportunity and go and show what he can do. Listen, we all thought it was great for Aberdeen getting Jim yeah. at that particular time. You know, For whatever reason, sometimes it doesn't work. I know how it feels, <laughs> Barry, yeah. I'm sure. You know, we've all been in that situation and it's difficult. You always want that opportunity again to show people you're good enough. And I don't mean Jim will be hungrier to prove himself because he knows he can handle it. He's shown it before. And it'd be a fantastic opportunity for him. Peter, you know what, in November time, in the space of a week, he was uh, 0-0 with Celtic with two minutes to go of normal time. Celtic scored, he lost that game. The fans weren't happy with how defensive they were, but they were two minutes away from getting a draw. And then the following week, 2-1 up on Rangers after 93 minutes. But we know they then went out. So it, it, after that, he was on the slide. But a really good manager. Look at the job that he did at, well, Alawa, who you both uh, were. Uh, and he started Marin. and then yeah. all of a sudden Marin. And listen, he's worked really, really hard <laughs> to do his job well. We thought his recruitment, we thought they'd end up probably third in the league this year. The way he, And we thought everybody would have said, great signing for Aberdeen at the start of the season I don't think there was one person with a turn around and said no that's not the right manager for that football club it just didn't work out for whatever reason it doesn't make you a bad manager overnight that's for sure and we've seen it with these teams before they work exceptionally hard he's got great professionalism and as I say I think there would be nobody would love playing if he does get the job to turn up against Aberdeen Saturday and win that game for Dundee United <laughs> yeah. Barry that might be our game this weekend it's crazy how football works isn't it um, he's he's been out the out a job. Obviously, done United um, job comes up, and um, I, I hope he gets it. I do because um, I like to see young managers do well. He had a, a tough end to his career at, at Aberdeen, but I think he's shown at Alawa and shown at St Man that he's more than capable. At St Man, I thought mm. his recruitment was brilliant. He went over to Southern Ireland and he recruited mm. quite a number of players. Yeah. Didn't know much about who turned out to be uh, big players for him at St Mernon. A few of them have moved on to, to bigger and better things. What's next? Jack Ross for Aberdeen. <laughs> it's a crazy old... But I mean, he's been a, a good manager. It's just been a mad season, hasn't it? Well, they're young guys. And I don't mean young because, listen, I think there's still places for the likes of ourselves on it. Never yeah, mind anything else. Yeah. I think, at the end of the day, I think it's proven that time and time again. You know, you've got Neil Waterman going back in at 74 <laughs> at Huddersfield. Yeah. You know what I mean? So... Listen, I think sometimes we get carried away a little bit, you know, that you forget overnight how to do your job. You know, sometimes there's different things go through you. There's different reasons why things happen. We all understand that. But I'm delighted that Jim's getting an opportunity to get back in. One of the great players of the 60s, uh, Alan McGraw, has died today, aged 83. Morton legend, Barry, you know a little bit about him. Yeah. But, yeah. Bumped into him quite a number of occasions at, at Ibrooks. He was... Um, I've seen him a few times. He was um, over watching Rangers um, and had a good chat with him. And uh, you, you know the job everybody had spoke about the job he'd done at Morton. Yep. He was a um, and he was a lovely guy to be honest. We yeah. knew the game mm. inside out. It was football um, daft. So yep, sad yep. news that was today. Peter, you knew him well. And you came up against his team. Yeah, I came up against his teams. But as I say, I remember like say when Sir Alex's team Aberdeen 
we used to love when they were playing Morton because right. Morton always beat them. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that was uh, that was a yeah. sort of bogey team for them. Uh-huh. And what a team they had at that particular team. A team of men, but you'd like to see Andy Ritchie, who were brilliant, you know, but Bobby Thompson, all these guys, they were a fantastic side. And Ali done fantastically well for him. So it's a sad loss for Scottish football, that's for sure. But I'm sure it'll be fondly remembered by everyone. Certainly. And he had Andy Ritchie, who for younger listeners, he was player of the year, wasn't he? And he was at Morton. I could have done it with anybody. He was an unbelievable player, Andy. You know, he was six foot, I don't know, six foot two, six foot three, mm-hmm. maybe even taller. And he'd, he was feet like a ballerina. You know, <laughs> yeah. people say, oh, he couldn't move, he couldn't do this, but my God, he could work the ball. And the manager, Ali, had picked such a fantastic team. He had a team of men. I think it was Hannibal Hayes they used to call it one of the fullbacks yeah. you know but they were men they were yep. proper men and that was one place you didn't look forward to going to but on top of that they all could play and he got a lot of players Neil Orr if you remember Jim Tommy yep. you know, they all got good moves to West Ham and all that and that was all down to the coach and managing Ali at that particular time so great credit to him and as I say a sad loss in regards to his yep. family scored more than 100 goals for Morton he also played for Hibs Toronto City and Linfield in Northern Ireland Peter Grant, Barry Ferguson, Paul Cooney on the Go Radio Football Show. It's the Wednesday evening edition. Lauren Shanklin joining us tomorrow night. Um, we're looking forward to that along with Andy Walker. Interesting, Barry, that could you see Lauren Shanklin as the striker for Rangers for next season? Well, why not with the, the season he's had? Um, he scored 20-odd goals. I, I think he's improved as a player, Lauren Shanklin. Um, and uh, I, I just lo- love the story that that he's had throughout his, his mm-hmm. career getting let go with Aberdeen and going down the leagues and, and going he's had to go and reinvent himself and prove himself and he's come through the leagues scored goals Belgium went over there to try something different never really worked for him he's come back and, and what a signing it's been for, for Robbie at Hearts and now with Craig Halkett been out injured long term he's now the leader of the team but you look at like say Shanklin and Nisbet sort of parallel lines isn't it yeah because down the leagues, people were questioning them, their abilities and whatever. And they've worked exceptionally hard and they've never given up. They've kept scoring goals. They've come back again in the Premiership. They've showed what they can do. And I think that's so important to them. So I'm sitting here. We talked about it earlier on. Barry's young cousin Ferguson mm-hmm. over in Italy. You had Doig over in Italy. Yeah. You had young yeah. Lewis. And we're talking about Rangers. You're talking about recruitment. Yeah. We're saying, well, there's two players that everybody knows can play. Mm-hmm. Rangers were looking for a left-back and a central midfielder last summer. A blind man would have been able to say these two guys can play for Rangers Football Club, you know, at, at, at that particular time. And that's what I'm talking about, recruitment. Sometimes because, of, and the reason I'm putting that together is because you're talking about Lauren Shanklin. Yep. You know, you're talking about Nisbet, but they'll be thinking, oh, because it's them and they're not coming from Italy or France or down yep. south, that they're not good enough. They're more than good enough. Mm-hmm. You've got to take that chance and give them that opportunity. And the two boys that's went to Italy have proven that. They've been outstanding. I watched Young Lewis on Saturday and they beat Inter Milan. Yeah. I watched the game live on the television and it was brilliant to see. How good was he? I, I thought he was excellent. He was, but I watched him closely because I didn't know what position he was going to okay. play because I like him a wee bit higher because he's, he's got that energy he can run in the box and score a goal. But he had a disciplined role but he, he's, his awareness of the game, he kept looking over his shoulder and seeing the pitch and moving in and out and I don't know if that's a thing, a tactical thing that's came mm-hmm. over in Italy because you could see him, he was organising others around about him. Good. So it doesn't matter if he doesn't know the language, his body language is telling you yeah. he's pointing people into his position. So for me, you're looking at him with the background he had, his father was a terrific player for Rangers as well. 
It's a no-brainer for me mm. how good he was. Well, we talked about it in the programme last was, night. People can't understand why did Rangers not come in for Lewis Ferguson? Don't he, get me started, Paul. I know. Well, go well, on, get, I know, no, I know get started. a lot of people say, oh, because yeah. it's his nephew and no. blah, blah, blah. I'll tell you something right now. He had the mentality and the personality to play with Rangers. There's no doubt. And I, I was, I, I was um, very surprised that there was not even a sniff of an interest, um, which... Listen, happens. The, the, the reasons why I don't know. He's been over there and three million be, pounds, wasn't it? Don't be surprised yeah. if he moves in the summer. Yeah, that's what they're saying. Or treble that in Italy, maybe to yeah. one of the top top clubs. And he, it's Grant is right. It's yeah. um, I've watched a few of his games because obviously he's a family member. Yeah. Yep, and I can see the difference in him. I think he's learnt over there. We all know I've played with Italians, and you yeah. you speak to them about the way that their football is, and you can see he's learnt a lot of the game. Um, as back here he was running all over the place at times and he yeah. was getting in people's faces which is part of Lewis's yeah, job but you can see as an all-round footballer he's definitely improved since he's been over to Italy in the summer and as I said nothing more than I would like to see him get a, a bigger and better move but Bologna's been really good for him mm. he's definitely learnt the game but going back to the summer I, I just... I was just surprised and I, I just didn't know the reason why even Celtic for that matter absolutely yeah. I, I think it was a no-brainer for to stay any, if the top two could have afforded them you know could they have done it do it if it's financial fine no problem but there's absolutely standing on his head you know he could have played for either two teams they paid I know it's a different position but Rangers paid what three and a half million for a Yilmaz and they've got the money. I think if it was only a couple of million pounds of them, but on if, okay, uh, if that okay. with add-ons. I bet you're talking. I bet you're yeah. talking about uh, wow. Doig, yeah, you know, who's grown yeah. ball, you know. But you could all see Aaron Hickey. That's what I'm saying. I seen Doig <laughs> playing at Queen's Park and loan, and I could sell in the first game I seen him. I could see there were certain aspects of his game. He's a young man. I tried to get him on loan, and Jack was a manager at the time. And Jack says, "Yeah, that's a possibility." And if you remember during the COVID period. He played at Celtic Park in a behind closed doors game and Jack said, I'll hold on to him for a couple of weeks just to see how things work. Again, the team and stayed in. Yep. Deservedly so. so it's but he was just going to grow and grow and grow. Is it blinkers in some of these recruitment departments? I mean, I think... I, I think sometimes they look away from the game I, here because, and which kind of frustrates me because we yeah. were talking about Lauren Shanklin and if, if he went to either of the old firm, Rangers or Celtic, I think he would still score goals. But look at Kevin Nisbet. Yeah. Now, I know for a fact, I know this that the transfer fee was 1.4 million going to Millwall with add-ons. Now, for me, I think that's a snip. Yeah. And I'm not even going to say it's a gamble. I think that that boy could easily play with either Rangers or Celtic. And again, that's why I'm surprised that the clubs, certainly I'll look for the Rangers' point of view, that yeah. I'm not looking at players like this. Well, I, if I don't know whether it looks better that's... if you look at a foreign player or whatever. Look, Look home first because there's <laughs> good players here. That's what I'm saying because if that's what Rangers are looking for a striker, if Morelli's and that's just yeah. going and you're saying Cholak's not good enough, I don't watch Rangers every week, obviously. And I'm not saying every week. <laughs> no, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, sure. So if you're looking for a striker, well, there's two strikers there. If you get ready to, there's two. Barry's been banging on for two years, uh, quite rightly, about Aaron Hickey. Bologna paid Hearts less than a million, okay? And as you know, they sold them on then for up to 18 million with add ons from Brentford it's phenomenal and, money and I'm not saying like Kevin Nisbet or Lauren Shankler are going to come in and score 30 or 40 goals yeah. and be the number one uh, the number nine mm -hmm. first pick but I tell you what for that kind of money they are worth it well what's Rangers got to do first they've got to try and win a trophy in Scotland yep never mind Europe 
So people will say, oh, but no European or lesser Champions League. Hey, forget it. You've got to try and win a trophy here first. To do that, you've got to have goal scorers. So it's about what you do in the league here first is going to be so important. That's what the Rangers fans will be wanting to win the league, try and win the league. They want to win the domestic cups because they need to get back doing that first and foremost. And to do that, you try to tell me the likes of Nisbet and Shankland wouldn't be able to do that for them. I'd be, be wrong with me, but I'd think they could, absolutely. Lewis Ferguson, young Josh Doy, couldn't yeah. have done that for them, 100%. And that's what we're trying to say. Don't be blind to young Scottish talent. You know, that, that's important. These guys, kids can play, you know. And you've that's not a gamble. And people will say, oh, he signed them for Hibs or he signed them for Hearts. Yeah. It doesn't matter. These boys can sure. play. Because history tells you. Brian McClare, you're talking Andy Walker tomorrow, right? Andy yeah. Walker, Motherwell, you name them all. Alan McCoy, St John's going exactly. down south. Yeah. You, all these things, Mo Johnson, Partick Thistle, Frank McAvenny, St, St Mirren. It's happened time and time again. And I've got top, top players, you know. So, listen, let's not be shy about that. That's important. That was definitely something. They missed the boat with these two kids, that's for sure. Anyway, Rangers did miss his trick with Will Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> they did. But Barry, it's, I mean, it isn't rocket science. People should look at themselves in the football clubs and say, why? If but I owned a football what? club, Listen, I'd be saying, why was this allowed to it happen? It happens sometimes and maybe he has to go down a different route. And that's exactly yeah. what he's done. He's went over. Yeah. Like Young Doig has went over to Italy and is producing the goods before him. Hickey, I mean... He went over there and there was a revelation. Mm. Look at him. I think he's had a few injuries this year with Brentford, but 18 million quid. And if he starts producing form again, he'll move on for Brentford. So do you phone him? Is, is Derek learning the Italian as well? Obviously Lewis is. He's doing okay. You say ciao. Now Derek can say lasagna now. Uh, <laughs> he, he can say lasagna and red wine. <laughs> Vino. Yeah. There you go. Do you work with him at times? Up at the, no, the, I've, no. I've known Derek a long oh, time. We used to be roommates and that as well. well you two, you're uh, roommates. Uh, yeah. oh, and then Gerant would come in, so that made it even worse. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Grant, Barry Ferguson and Paul but, Cooney. Seriously, we yeah. should, uh, yeah. there is good players here that right. we... I, I think for the money that they go for whether it's down in England or whether it's in the Italian league or wherever I think they're worth it and this is a model both Rangers and Celtic yeah. have got like yeah. buying exactly. and selling on and if you're getting these guys for I said Nisbet 1.4 million Lewis a couple of million Doy what was well, he you think of the boys that came from Hibs to Rangers yep I know Celtic's ex-captain and Scott Brown yeah. You know, all, all, sure. that, all that group yeah, of boys of course, were all at yeah. the same time. Yeah, Kevin Thompson, Thompson yeah. Whitaker. You know, right, so they were all that. at the same yeah. time. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's always been done, you know. And it, for, Scott Brown, did it got, work out? Do you think it worked out for him? But <laughs> to be fair to him, yeah. he grew on it because he, he didn't at first. No. I was there. Okay. He didn't yeah. at first. You know, and he grew into it. Uh, I know it was a tough time or whatever, but he grew into it and became so much better as the years went on. He became brilliant. I know, and he won a few trophies, didn't he? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, and do you know what? In yeah. terms of that's why I don't like getting involved in it because people oh. just automatically think, "Oh, he's only saying that because I don't uh, think so, Barry. He's a relation. No. Well, that's what you get. I'm but afraid. the thing is, we're not saying it in hindsight. No. If you want to take the show back before yeah. the season started when the boys were available, yeah. we said that the two of them mm. could play yeah. for either or. Yeah. But I'm taking beside the relation side away. When I watch them, I think to myself, Rangers could be doing with him. Barry, you're really fair. The number of people that say to me, Barry Ferguson, he's really fair. Uh, and you are respectful. If you see somebody that can do it, you're respectful about Ange Postacoglu and Celtic. And it makes you want your old club, Rangers, to do even better. But yeah, of course, you're very fair. I think too many people just, you know, they pussyfoot about it and don't say, why was Lewis Ferguson not spotted by Rangers or Celtic? Especially Rangers. Well, I, I, think, yeah. I think he played. He never did a great season last year. 
and a poor by, team. Aye, but yeah. if I buy that, they played in a completely different position. Yeah, everything. You I know, know that scene yeah. Lewis was running forward. By, Barry says maybe at times running too much, but his energy to get in the box to support to score goals, yeah. to take pressure when he was getting a little bit of criticism with Pentley, that was more important for me because that told me he had a wee bit about him because I think the Aberdeen fans were giving him a bit of stick at the yep. time. And he would obtain penalty kicks and that at important yep. games. Mm-hmm. And that says, yeah, he's got a wee bit about him. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's no surprise. The surprise is that he never got the opportunity to go to Rangers. You know, I'm not saying I don't know what the fees were being, maybe it blew Rangers away at the water. I don't know. But if the fees that, two million. that that's nothing compared to what you, you'd be paying for anybody else. Because especially if you're looking for that type of midfield player who, one thing's for sure, you're going to need to ask him to give his all or he wasn't trying, but people question some players to do. You know, there's one yep. thing that wouldn't have happened to him. It'd have been different if he went. I, I, uh, I wouldn't be sure how I would cope with <laughs> if he went Celtic. <laughs> no, but listen, I, I think he's the type of boy that wouldn't bother them because his his dad was obviously an ex Rangers player. Yeah. His uncle's an ex Rangers player. Yeah. I honestly don't think that would have entered no. Lewis's no. head. Well, it's never invented, uh, uh, Derek. About, I mean, I was as I say roommates yeah. and that. You know, so. They were football players, huh? you know. Yeah, they respected yeah. sure. each other, yeah. you know, on the pitch. They kicked them kicked each other, absolutely. Each other. Yeah. But for that period after it, there was, I've never heard them saying a bad word about anything like that, you know. You two are on fire. Quick break, and then we're back. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors, brand new Toyota showroom in Kenneth Head Road, Darnley. Let's go. So Celtic had a day off on Monday, back in yesterday and today. For Rangers, the breaking news today is that James Sands has gone back to New York City. He was on loan. And I heard what you said, Barry. He didn't let Rangers down. He was played at a position for much of his time here, but it probably was time for him to go back. Yeah, I think it was the best thing for both parties, Paul, yeah. no doubt about it. I actually thought he did okay at centre-back. It's not his natural position. He was asked to go and do a job, and I think he'd, he'd done the job pretty well. Um his ideal position is holding midfielder obviously with Rangers signing Raskin um, and then obviously you've got Lundstrom, Kamara, Jack um, he's going to find it tough to get in there so I think it was best best for both parties that it ended and I'm sure um, he enjoyed his time at Rangers but he'll go back to is it New York City? Yeah. And I'm sure he'll go back there and enjoy his football. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700 we've got the big two tonight Barry Ferguson and Peter Grant and you can join the conversation at Go Football Show quite a few people coming on there saying they enjoyed that you talk about going into markets where you get great value and the Japanese market obviously maybe the Scottish market is one where you could get great value and I heard you saying Peter do you have to change your name to sound as though you're you know, some player from abroad that is worth more money than somebody here at home I think it's so important we, we can't be caught up on that because people always snipe and say oh you bought somebody for Hibs or you bought somebody for Hearts Hearts have done exceptionally well under yeah. Robbie. Let's not be kidded, you know. Yeah. Hibs are a big club as well and the Hibs fans will be sitting there. We're not We're not saying taking away their players because when we were involved, Hibs and all and Aberdeen and Dundee United were all doing exceptionally well at this, the same time. You know, as I said earlier on about the young players not getting an opportunity, but these are young players that did get an opportunity mm-hmm. and we're saying they're there. And if I'm a Celtic or a Rangers and I'm sitting there, especially Rangers and that summer there, and that's two positions I'm looking for, Paul. That's the point I'm making. There is absolutely no doubt standing on my head. I'd have been saying to anyone, if I was one of that football club, you have to go and take these boys. If we can afford these two boys, we have to go and take them because they're going to make our first team better. They're not going to be squad players. They're going to make our first team, players, uh, first team better. It's going to be some weekend. It's going to be some game. 
Dundee United against Aberdeen and Robert Grieve in the Sun, respected journalist, is saying exclusive, the deal is done. Jim Goodwin has agreed a deal to make a stunning return to football management just what five weeks later Dundee United boss and uh, it is amazing they're the big two up north Barry he'll be looks as though he'll be in the dugout he'll be charming to to get back in there's no doubt Um, and he'll be desperate to go and and show the the Aberdeen fans and the board that they've done the wrong thing and get rid of him and what a a game and up against his own players of only a few weeks ago there are quite a lot of them quite a number of them he signed um, and he was coaching them Five or six weeks ago, so he'll be um, he'll be desperate to to look forward to that game. Is it a Tannadice again? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yep. yeah, as we said, it's great that he's got an opportunity so quickly because some managers lose a job and they find it hard to get back in. Um, so he's he's found a route in early, and I'm sure I'm sure he'll he'll go on and do a fine job. I'm delighted if it is Jim mm-hmm. because for one reason. Usually when a manager gets a sack or whatever and they're taking a wee bit of time out means they're not getting offered another job a bit like myself. You know, yeah, you're, exactly. sit, no, you're yeah. sitting back. You want to get back in right away. Mm-hmm. You want to get the boots on. You want to be on the training pitch as much as you can. Get on with the players. Because nothing beats that. It's the closest we all can get to playing. You know, preparing for a match. Getting the team organised. Trying to win a game on a Saturday. All these things you're trying to do. And nothing gets the juices going more than that nothing and I'm sure that Jim has been tormented sitting in the house and getting that opportunity I don't know how long his contract is if it's to the end of the season or whatever if that's what happens you know what you're saying to yourself give him that opportunity and he'll be as you say champion of the bit and he'll be desperate to get a result at the weekend but no matter who he was playing yeah. not just because against Aberdeen just desperate to get because he knows he's a good coach and he knows he's a good manager so he just wanted, as I say, get the boots back on and bend in that dressing because there's not a better feeling. If you're a betting man, yep. get your money on Dundee United. <laughs> Couldn't buy a win until maybe yeah, this weekend. Bit, I know. Bit, but it's, yeah. it's written on the stars for him. Dundee United will win that game on Saturday. Peter, you bossed, what, West Ham United, Norwich City and many others. It's strange that, you know, your name hasn't been mentioned. I saw Craig Levine's name coming up and they wanted him. I was surprised. You know, he's been out of management for a number of years and it was a tough time at the end at uh, Hearts and he was obviously director of football for a while. But his name comes back into it. At any point, did your name come up for that no, job? No, I've never had anything, Paul. As I say, obviously I love the football. I yeah, miss it dearly. You know your stuff. Yeah, yeah, I miss it dearly. There's no getting away from that. People say, I'm not interested. I don't want to get back in. I've never ever shut the door on anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So... And it was tough because I kept saying to you, Paul, the three years I was in management up here was the three COVID years, so it wasn't yeah. ideal. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. And you can make excuses, but at the end of the day, I never won games. Yeah. I, as I say, I had seven draws, four defeats, I think it was, in the league after blowing away the, the, the cup ties. Yeah. So the cup ties were great. The league forum obviously didn't get the victories you needed to stay in your job, and I understand that, but it never damps your enthusiasm to be involved in football, that's for sure. Barry, you don't miss football management. No, I don't. I, I don't um, everybody's different. I, I had um, straight out before I retired at 37 until 44. And um, yeah, but it just the last the last job, the last couple of months just put me off it. Mm-hmm. I've had, to be honest, different for granted. I've had a couple of opportunities, but it's just, um, it's no for me. Um, look, I might change six months. Sure. One thing I'm doing is I've still got my pro licence still got to keep that going every three yep. years mm-hmm. I'll still continue to do that because that was six, seven years of mm-hmm. hard work mm-hmm. during my playing career to, to get but I'm enjoying what I'm doing I've got a bit of spare time potter about the garden can go down <laughs> to England and watch my son yeah. I watch my oldest boy playing amateur on a Saturday morning and I've been to obviously was at the game with you on Saturday the Aki's game yeah. I go and watch a few junior games 
I'm just um, I'm just enjoying that side of it just now. And maybe Tanadice on Saturday. No, <laughs> maybe not. I think that'd be brilliant. Peter, where are you off to this weekend? I don't know, Paul. I uh, maybe I maybe go young Peter playing at Stranraer this weekend. Young Raymond's out injured, unfortunately, at this moment in time. Well done, Peter's Dumbarton winning last yeah, night. Yeah, it was his yeah. first start last night, yeah. Paul, since he's went, because the team's been doing very well, and then they lost yeah. the last couple of games. A yeah. bit unfortunate, but then he started last night and they got a clean sheet and won the game. It was a tough game. Stenhousemuir played well, uh, but Dumbarton, I thought, just edged it, and so it was a great result for them. No, the, the uh, thing we went, yeah. so you're going to Stranraer or no? <laughs> I've been there a few times it's recently. The fish and chips coming back up the road are brilliant. You know, I mean that's for sure. But I don't like talking to myself yeah. when Remy can't travel that far at this minute in time. What do you think, Barry? Would what do you think we'd bring? Well, him do you back? know what I'm going after? Tell me. I forgot yeah. to say it. It's the Scottish Cup quarter final. Yeah. It's my oldest son. He's playing at huh? Tory Glen. Um, East Kilbride Colts against Tarnock Side United. That's what I'm going. Fantastic. There you go. Two o'clock. Two o'clock kickoff. Yes. On Saturday. Live on Sky. <laughs> <laughs> I like all sorts of football. Sure. I, I do. I like going to the juniors as well. Some, I, I mean, that's yeah. never changed. You do. Some yeah, meaty challenges there. <laughs> and some of the shouts you get yeah. for the stands is. <laughs> is um, that's just you. <laughs> you can't buy it. It's, it's brilliant. What would take you back in if at some point the call comes in from Rangers? Nothing just now, Paul. No, nothing. No, I'm being yeah. brutal honest. Um, as I said, everybody's different. That may change. But at this moment in time, as I said, I can go watching boys playing. Yeah. I can go to games. I'm enjoying doing a wee bit of media work. So oh, we life's love it. about enjoying and being yeah. content and I'm content at this moment in time. Three nights a week with us. We love it. Peter, it's good with you and Barry and I didn't think we'd see you two together. No, there was no animosity. Oh, no, it's great. He's a bit younger than me. Great He's a bit younger than me. What about Partick Thistle? Yeah. Should Chris Doolan get the job after a 3-1 win last night So uh, at Dundee? And they beat your United, yeah. it's a tough place to go um, at the, the weekend. Yeah. And um, yeah, two fantastic results. So I think he would probably be in with a right good shout now, he, he getting that job. I'm was, i, I I'm still surprised and, and a bit shocked at Ian McCall. Uh -huh. Yeah. Get, uh, I don't like using the word sacked. I, I hate yeah. that dismissed or relieved these duties, whatever. I was surprised at that. But Chris Doolan, listen, he was a, a brilliant player for Partick, scored many goals, and he's had two brilliant results. So um, I think they'll give it to the weekend. And if he gets another one mil, I think they've got to give him the job, and at least to the end of the season anyway. Well, the fans would be delighted with that because Chris is a, yeah. obviously one of their heroes, you know, and the supporters like that when it's one of their heroes doing well for them you know and you, as you say two fantastic results and by all accounts were excellent last night you know so and they're a good side Thistle you know they've got good players uh, they, that was probably the thing we and they were a bit up and down with the results but I don't know what yeah. things were like off the pitch but there's no doubt they've got the quality there to definitely get into the playoffs so that's a great result last night for Queen's Park oh yeah absolutely absolutely yep. 100% yeah, yeah I, I was very impressed with Queen's Park at the weekend um, they obviously Levels above Hamilton, I actually struggled that. I mean, they had a couple of good results previous to that, but I thought Queen's Park were, um, were, were pretty decent. Middle to front, um, the, the fullback, right fullback was really good, good, right yeah. fullback. Um, but if they go up, he does need a fair bit of work, I still, I still think. Sure. You know what I mean? I think he'll need to do a fair bit of recruitment, but I think Queen's Park will go up, they'll win the league. 47 points after 26 games and then there's the Gulf well it's four points between them and Dundee and Dundee of course have played 27 games now because of that game uh, no they've played 26 last night meant to be caught up knows, yeah, I'm right up to date yeah. with this not yeah. like me uh, Ayr in 40 and Morton in 40 as well I realised at that point Peter I thought Glasgow club 
Partick Thistle could have been one for you as well, but you paid tribute there for Crystal. Oh, I mean, this is the thing. Yeah, no, sure. it's a, and listen, we all, we all want in it. There's only so many jobs, Paul. You know, we sure. all know that. But when somebody else gets a job, fantastic. If you're wanting them, we all do well. It's like we're talking about young Stephen Hamill at Mullerwell. Yeah. We're all desperate for me to do well. Yeah. You know what I mean? So when the day jobs are... People know... It's difficult for me because if you put a CV in, your CV could blow everybody away because mm -hmm. I've worked in the Premier League for 10 years, sure. won this, won yeah. that, done that, in the, in the coaching capacity. So at the end of the day, people got to know you as a person. So I didn't need to be in front of somebody to speak to me and ask me, would I be interested to speak to him? And I've never knocked back anybody. When I take the Aloha job, everybody went, how did that happen? I said, mm -hmm. well, the chairman's phoned me and asked me, would I be interested? Yeah. <laughs> I said, so at the end of the day, that, that's how it works. Would you go part-time again? I, I, part-time I went, Baz. Do you know one of the reasons you talked to be a pro licence? And I remember every time we go to our licence, everybody it usually comes are all in top jobs. Mm -hmm. If it's Sir Alex all the way you, mm -hmm. you're down. And we've got to remember there's only so many guys work at that level. There's a hell of a lot of guys who are lucky if they've got balls and bibs mm -hmm. but still has to do the same job under the same yeah, type, different sure. types of pressure just with lesser numbers maybe at their games. And I had the guy last year, he was telling us in his, one of the league sides and he was saying he had a football pitch and he was in the middle ground training within the middle of a pitch he had a third of a pitch with a league side two amateur teams on the outside of them and that was his training facility so you're, you've got to understand what these guys are working with you know yeah. and it's really really difficult the guys have been out working all day I know. and I really yeah. enjoyed it I was fortunate enough I had a good group of boys and it was during the Covid time as yeah. I say, so it was which difficult was exceptional oh exceptional yeah. the, the camaraderie which was built mm. with them the year before mm. All of a sudden, they can't travel in the car of together. Course. They can't. You can't get changed together. You can't do nothing together. Abs no team buses, and that's massive because it's the only time they're together. You know, you couldn't I have know. team meetings. You're bringing a centre half, and then he was going out. Mm. You were spraying things down and bringing the other centre half in to talk to him. It was qu quite incredible. You know, you would never <laughs> see that. This is like something out of a, a novel, isn't it? Yeah, and but yeah, you know, the managers were the same. But all the managers were the same. You know, mm -hmm. remember that in trainers, um, you had to go back in the gear you were on. Maybe I remember Cy Ferry up at Peterhead. He had to travel back to Glasgow, drive the bus, and keep wearing the, yeah, the gear to play football. Uh, especially for part-time teams, it was so tough. Yeah, yeah. Um, different but, dress, like four and five different dressing gosh. rooms. There was only. Uh, certain yep. I think they had to about four or five feet of mm -hmm. difference they had to be around the dressing room spread out guys not been able to as Granny says yeah. when, mm -hmm. when you're part time that half an hour or 45 minutes before they go out to train that's you get a laugh and a joke and they tell all their stories or whatever but it's it, part time's a an absolute shift and people don't realise how hard that is yeah. and it's 24-7 as well it's the same as a full-time exactly. manager yeah Absolutely. wasn't it great to see at the weekend somebody who started out at what Easterling as a manager then St Mirren then Aberdeen and then Man United Sir Alex enjoying that win at the weekend in the League Cup the Carabao sure, Cup sure, final loses that, you know, that winning feeling you know seeing his club winning see Eric Ten Hag going to see him everyone wants you know a bit of Fergie yeah, absolutely yeah. and listen he's got wee traits of him in the respect to that the way he's dealt with the Ronaldo situation the way he's dealt with other situations seemingly players not doing the right thing and he's been right down like a ton of bricks which you have to Paul because at the end of the day we always say you've got to be an outstanding professional to be a footballer you know that is your job and it's not your job when you feel it's your job and that's what I'm talking about Celtic the competitiveness on the pitch becomes in their training ground the easy part for them is probably the Saturday, you know, but that's the bit they should enjoy more because they've put so much work into it during the week. And Barry will tell you, his training ground was like when they were successful. They were almost blood and thunder, you know, yeah. and that competitive edge never leaves you. 
and you can see that in Sir Alex at the weekend there you know when they won he gets the same oh, yeah. enjoyment because it's a club that he built again after obviously Sir Matt Busby's and all that but it was a club that oh. he rebuilt and rejuvenated again and turned him to unprecedented success What was it like with you Barry Sir, Sir Alex Yeah but when you played against him he would, he would never walk past he would yeah. always um, say alright how are you doing that was it that's I mean, the guy was an absolute for me the best manager that's been yeah no doubt, and it's, it's a great thing for, for Scotland as a nation. Um, but you could see him doing the interview after the cup final. Um, you still get that bit of aggression, bit yeah. of fire about him, and after what happened to him as well. Of course. Let's be honest with you, that was serious. Um, but fair play to Ten Hag. Um, I know Granty was saying about Ronaldo. Rashford as well, who's been probably the form player, mm-hmm. he dropped him. I think six, seven weeks ago. Two minutes late for a meeting. Mm-hmm. Right, you're out. And I think that's that's the manager letting the players know that who's the boss. Yep, yep. exactly. And they're in action tonight against David Moyes at West Ham. There's loads of football down south tonight. Um Arsenal against Everton in the league, Liverpool against Wolves, and in the cup, Burnley against Fleetwood, of course. Uh, yeah, we just spoke about yeah, him. Yeah, Scott Brown, Brown have got a couple yeah. of great results. Yep. You know, uh, to be fair to him, and Mick Stephen Whittaker's there, and Orphan Williams, who we had at uh, Dunfermline, along with Stephen. Both of them were on the staff with me there. So delighted that they're doing well. And Sheffield United against Tottenham and Southampton Grimsby. Quick break, and then we're back with Barry and Peter. That's coming just after this. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go! So Ange Postacoglu has been speaking about Kyogo. Is that 24 goals now? He said his target was 30. He might have to think about that uh, in the coming months. Yeah, it's invaluable to have a player who is willing to do everything in his power to help the team. You know, um, it's not just about his goals, and obviously the goals are important, uh, the most important thing. But he just works so hard. You know, and again, he's another one who. Whatever rewards he gets, they're hard-earned. You know, he's not floating about out there just waiting for a chance. He's running his socks off to do things that, you know, other strikers won't do because he knows it's the right thing for the team. I think, you know, players of this football club are often measured by how they perform on, on the biggest of stages, and you know, he delivers again. And uh, you know, you look at him and the size he is, and the players he's up against, and. He doesn't shirk any of it, you know. He, he puts them under oppositions under pressure. He's so clever with his movement, and he wants to be front and centre when the opportunity's there. So, you know, he was outstanding today, and he, he's he's been outstanding, I think, from the moment he's joined our football club. On the line now, the manager of Japan. He's called Peter. <laughs> Sounds a bit like Peter Grant. How could he leave him out of the Japanese team for the World Cup? It's funny, Paul. When I watched him, I could see the reason why. Right. Because he never played with a striker. He played Mieda, but he was on in midfield, really, on the back of the, the opposition's number four, they like to call him nowadays, their playmaker. And it was somebody who worked that side of it. They felt they weren't probably good enough to dominate games that they could do away with a striker. But then they knew they'd someone who could work for that position to run and close people down. I could see why that, that was the reason. But I love watching Kyogo. I love watching him playing when you're at the game live. I don't think... When you're watching on the television, you don't get the gist of all his movement. He drums short, he spins in behind. And it's all the movements we used to get taught as kids, you know, when you hear the manager talk to strikers, you know, do the opposite first. Mm-hmm. And Kyogo's brilliant at it. And that's why it's very, very difficult for defenders because he drags his short knowing he wants the ball in and he's willing to run in behind. Very rarely does he come to link it as often as most strikers like to do now. He likes to go the other way. And that is one thing that defenders don't like. Somebody wants to keep running in behind them. 
Yeah, what what I find, mm. what what I find, and um, so impressed with him. Just uh, good quality, can score goals. But the biggest thing for me is, um, is he's work ethic for the team. Yeah. He, he's an absolute buzz bomb. And when I watch players like that, I think I've I've played with him like that. And do you know who? He, he doesn't play in the same position, but he kind of remembers me uh, who I played because as a midfielder, you love playing with guys like that who are everywhere. And when they lose the ball, I mean, you see it with, with Kyogo, he loses it, he's chasing yeah. as hard as he gets. Neil, Neil McCann was a bit like that. Right? Yeah. See, similar kind of size mm -hmm. or whatever, but listen, guys that you love to have in your team. And as a midfielder, you love to play with guys like that. And I'm sure that the, the Celtic midfield, I mean, they'll appreciate. Um, not just the goals he scores and the movement he makes it's his work rate for the team I think it stands out look at the look at the chance he had a, an opportunity with the header yeah. before he scored yeah. and mm. we've always said that's the most important thing of a striker mm. is to go back in again and he does that you know and he get, his goals were similar tap-ins you know as in people say but he's getting in that box constantly wants to score goals and that's massive and that's the one thing you want to get better with the half chances he misses good ch half chances because he's done that it could be over his 30 goals the amount of chances he's had so far this season but that tells you so much about him that he's got 24 did you say Paul if he's got 24 goals already with that, the chances that he's missed what a fantastic season yeah, he's having defenders will hate playing against him <laughs> hate playing against him yeah. not just cause his movement if they get a bit of time in the ball bang He's right on you. Well, I love about him. He's, he's a rash. Nasty, 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 nasty rash. about him at all. But then he's got that bit where he'll, he'll <laughs> pick, pick him up. up. <laughs> After kicking yeah. you. I love, I love the bit of nastiness yeah. as well um, in him. Um, but as I said, defenders will hate playing against him. But the most important thing is, he's a, a player, you appreciate guys like that. Not just, a lot of people look at the ability they've got. Sometimes that takes over, I think. You look at players who are real team players and that's what he is. Peter, your old club, the banner went up at full time, 22 trophies in 11 years. How far do you think? Is this going to be a period right, of dominance? I know exactly, <laughs> we're coming to Rangers in a moment. What do you think? Seriously, Peter, you know the game so well. You've got great respect for Rangers. From a Celtic point of view now, what is going to be success? What's it going to look like the next two years? Continue what you're doing. Keep improving. That's what you've got to do. Listen, cup competition... Is always a dodgy one because you can have a bad day yeah. at the office and you lose the game. So you continue to do that, it's phenomenal. People don't give you the respect for cup competitions. No. I think it should be because they're the ones you've got to be concentrated. You know, you can go away from home and not play particularly well. Celtic lost against St Mern in the league. Yep. People didn't expect that. That can happen in the cup. And all of a sudden, gone. Oh, oh, it's yeah, gone. Sure. You know, forget about the rest of it. Oh, no, a nightmare. We never won the treble again. But that's, that, that's the most important thing is the focus that they keep continuing and we talked about it earlier, regenerating the team all the time when you're being successful. I think that's important. I'm not sure when Rangers are out the league, we've done that well enough. I thought I'd attain Rangers probably 10 years to get back, never mind when, when they were out of the league. You get as far away as you possibly can. And I didn't think that particularly happened. You know, you could have thought, well, it could have been further and further and further and made it a lot more harder and harder for them. Um, and that's the way things are in football. Sometimes you think everyone's going hunky-dory yeah. and all of a sudden, yeah. bang, Celtic have run it. Well, we went through it with Celtic when Rangers were dominant, you know, and then all of a sudden it comes back to us. And that's the way you, you've just got to continue doing it. You've got to ride what you're doing now. You've got to take that on. You've got to appreciate it. You've got to keep working hard. You've got to keep doing it. And you know you maybe have a bit of unfortunate somewhere along the line, but then you've got to get back on it again and then continually do it again. And then every season... You've got to at least win one or two trophies. <laughs> that is the yeah. way it is. Mm -hmm. 
that's the way it is. I mean, a, a lot of people thought it was going to be ten in a row, and some people got ta- somebody got a tattoo, didn't they? Yeah, absolutely. And, All these but, things but, but they got it wrong. The, the tattoo artist got it wrong. And Barry, I see there was a Newcastle fan who got a tattoo. Cup winners, but it wasn't to be the Newcastle guy. Yeah, I seen that. What, what would you do? You've got to get a laser off or get his arm chopped off. How sore is that? Have you heard? Yeah, yeah, it's meant to be really sore, Paul. Uh, it could be worse. Yeah. Do you know, get your hair and your body lasered. It's too late. It's too late for me. Um, and here's Michael Beale then speaking. So, next couple of years for Celtic, um, Barry for Rangers. That's what Michael Beale was saying about his team. Well, listen, since I come back in, I've tried to provide some consistency and, and clarity in terms of messages that the team are. Uh, uh, comfortable with and that same team played ever so well in the old firm at New Year it played the best performance in terms of 90 minutes since I come back away at Hearts and that on that night it was excellent so we had our goals on the pitch you know Tillman and the front three have been in fine form uh, over 20 goals um, in that team that was there since I've come back in so it's fine you know you, you've got two players come into the club and have played two and a half games each against opponents where you've got the ball. There was a little bit more we had to do today defensively. There's, there's no qualms in terms of performance. I just felt at that moment I needed to shake the tree a little bit and try something. And we were stronger after that because we scored. Does that answer it for you about Raskin and Cantwell? In terms of you no know, have, having enough game time, I've seen enough to 90 minutes with Raskin that um, he could have or should have played but he made the decision and I did say before it when you look at the, the four who would play that holding role it would be Lundstrom, Kamara, Jacker, or Raskin I would have been comfy with any of them but the one that I did think would be a certain starter would have been would have been Raskin which I was surprised about when the teams come out at quarter to two So what's the Rangers team going to look like Barry for the new season? Roughly oh. yeah the, the key players then The key players? Yeah um, I think you've got to look at the wide and wide areas and the forward areas. So a new striker. Yeah. Yep. And um, there's reports that the manager's looking at people in the championship, maybe. Yep. Um, and, and listen, I'm sure he'll try and freshen it up all over. Um, but that depends on what money's available and what he can free up in terms of um, salaries um, that are going to be coming out of contract in the summer. And also there'll be guys that are in the squad just now that he may be looking to move on. Yeah. You and Mark worked out on Monday night in the programme. It's about 150 grand a week. That's yeah, a rough, yeah, rough estimate. Yeah, yeah sure. but it's a fair chunk of money, no doubt about it, um, with the amount of guys who are out of contract. But listen, they're flat. Everybody's flat just now at Rangers and frustrated because Celtic have won another trophy. But they've got to be determined now, and that's for the top to the bottom to try and stop this. Here's what you had to say about the squad going forward. Yeah, revamp's a better road than rebuild. I think the one or two players that we brought in, look, we've had a lot of injury problems this season. Even going into this game this week, a lot of uncertainty. We need to get over that. We need to make sure that people are fit and healthy and available and it makes a strong squad and we can build forward. It's important we've got to recruit, we've got to work out one or two futures. Um, I think we'll come back stronger, Steve. I don't think we should get too carried away. We lost today. It's the end of the world in terms of the rest of the today. But tomorrow we wake up. The job was always going to be big regardless of this result. It's important that we uh, bite down the gum shield. We take our medicine, which is don't taste too nice right now. And we come back. But when I look at a team with the promise that Malik Tillman's shown, with Raskin, with Campwell moving forward, there's enough 
for me to be super optimistic about the future. Is it going to be plain sailing? Of course it isn't. If, we'd have, if, if I'd have come in and we would have uh, won the cup final today, would it have been everything been rosy in the future? No, we'd have still had that work to do. So it's my job to do that tomorrow. I don't mind being judged on that, but I think at this moment in time, it's probably not the right time for me to, to be worrying about the greater future. It's more, OK, what didn't go right today in this fixture and what have we got to do to fix it against Celtic? Because against everybody else, it seems to have been fine so far. I can tell you who's going to be there next season. That's Raskin yeah. and Cadman. Yeah. <laughs> and Tillman. Tillman. And Tillman. So, Listen, yeah. I, th- I think it's a no-brainer yeah. in mm. terms of uh, Tillman age. The quality is shown and he's a sellable asset with the money that you're going to, going to sign him. But it's clear when he speaks, he knows it was a big job and probably after Sunday, he's probably thought to himself it's an even bigger job than it, it was. So the next three or four months, um, is is um, going to be tough for, for Michael mm. Beale there's big decisions that he'll, he'll need to make um, but there's in the short period of time he's been in there's been a clear improvement there's no doubt he's a good manager he's a good coach but um, I know he says revamp's better but it, it is going to be a fair rebuild for Rangers as Postacoglu said about success there's no limit it's not written anywhere that there's a limit you know um why should we settle for somebody else's measure of how good we can be? Um, I've never believed in that, not about myself personally, but, and certainly not about the people I work with. Uh, my message is the same every day, that, you know, whatever external measure there is as to how good we can be, we're not going to be guided by that. Our measure will be, well, you know, how much we can improve in everything we do. And the guys want that, they demand that. I've got a brilliant staff that deliver that on a daily basis and um, we want to keep... Yeah, pushing the envelope as to how good a team it can be. Peter, the two hours have just about gone. We started uh, two hours ago saying, what's next for Celtic? It's St Mirren at the weekend. What's going to happen? Victory for Celtic. I, th- I think there's no doubt of that. I think when you get a taste of success, you want more and more. I think there's still a lot of players around about the group are getting fitter mm. as well. I don't think they're getting a weaker Celtic, that's for sure. There's boys that's not playing game. We talk about Turnbull, who's had a big effect in games and scored goals. You know, you've had Matt O'Reilly's and all these guys who want all the game time to start. So that tells you the quality they have. And that's enough to keep pushing them and pushing them and the demands that the manager's putting on. And I think that's the biggest thing he's managing now is seeing anybody step them off, they could be out the door come uh, the summer. And that's why we're saying it's difficult for anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, they've got to be saying, am I going to be part of this? Or the manager sees it and steps down and bang, somebody else is in. And is there going to be six points between them at the start of Sunday? In other words, Rangers, Kilmarnock scored Yeah, I fancy yeah. Rangers. I fancy, fancy Rangers. Rangers. Yeah. Barry, the big two this weekend, Rangers on Saturday, Kilmarnock? Yeah, listen, they've got to come back and um, make sure they get the three points. There's no doubt that's what the Rangers fans are expecting. I'm sure Michael Beale will be drumming that into them. But listen, Monday, when they go into the, the training ground, it would have been quiet. Mm. But I would expect that... I, I, I would expect them to be disappointed. So the best way is to come back and make sure you, you get the three points with a good performance against Kilmarnock. And Celtic on Sunday at well, hopefully they're still out celebrating. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you never know. They should be sending the reserves out to win. Barry, you're away on Friday, so yeah. we'll won't see you till Monday. Mm-hmm. Thanks for that. Enjoy the weekend. Cheers. Thank Will you. Do. Thanks, Peter. It's a pleasure. See Paul. you next week here on the Go Radio Football Show. Tomorrow night, it's Lauren Shankland, second top scorer in the country. And Andy Walker, that's tomorrow night at five. Thanks, James, for tonight. Enjoy the next few days. We're back tomorrow at five. Jokal Day is next. 
The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go! There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. 